All right, to summarize what we're doing in this section, we've got a function f of x on some interval from a to b. Now, what I'm dealing with right now, the function's going to be positive um, or at least zero and never negative on these intervals from a to b. For now, we'll deal with, with negatives soon enough. And we're going to take this interval from a to b and we're going to break it up into subintervals and we call the number of subintervals n. So if you break it up into n subintervals, then the width of each interval is found by taking the width of the entire interval from a to b and dividing by the number of subintervals. And so that's what I've been saying, b minus a over n. The height of the rectangle in question depends on whether you're using the left endpoint or the right endpoint. I'm going to draw just one representative rectangle in here. Suppose I use this x value right here, then the height comes from taking f of x. And if this is a left endpoint, then the rectangle goes to the right and down like that. If it's a left endpoint, then the rectangle goes to the right, sorry, to the left and down like that. You can even have something called the midpoint, and I'll need another color. Where is it? Here we go. If I use this as my midpoint, then the rectangle is going to look something like this in the middle. So we're going to do all three of these with a more concrete example than just this general f of x function. We're going to use our skateboard ramp function, f of x equals x squared. And we're going to bound it again by the graph of y equals 0, which is another name for which axis? When y is 0, you haven't gone up or down any, that's the x-axis. x equals 0, you haven't gone over to the left or right any, that's the y-axis. And x equals 2. So we're going to first use n equals 4 rectangles and left endpoints. So I'm going to draw it again. x goes to 2. And we don't really need to know where y goes. It'll come up anyway, and we've already found it. But just to show you the procedure in case you have the same problem to do on your own, this is what we're given so far. I'm not going to shade in the region because I don't want to make a huge mess. Uh, It'll be messy enough as it is. Since n equals 4, that means I need to break that region up into four equal intervals in terms of the x-axis. So I want to break the x-axis up into four equal intervals. That means I want to cut that in half. That gives me two rectangles. Then half again gives me the four. We've already done this one. So we can see that our widths are a half from zero to half, from a half to one, a half, one to three halves, and then from three halves to two. So these are our one, two, three, four, five endpoints. And we'll use all of them depending on whether we're using the left endpoints or the right. So we've broken up the x-axis, the interval from 0 to 2, into four subintervals. And I want to make rectangles out of them. Now, it's been told to me to use left endpoints. So I start on the first interval on the left-hand side. I go to wherever the function takes me. f of 0 happens to be the origin itself. Then I go over in the x direction to the next endpoint, which just takes me on the x-axis to the point 1 half comma 0. So that didn't give me any area, that first rectangle. Then I'm going to go from f, from x equals a half to f of a half. 
and then over straight across horizontally to x equals 1. And so that's my next little tiny rectangle. I don't know if we can zoom in on this anymore to show this tiny rectangle right here. Great. Now this one, x equals 1, is my next left endpoint. I go up to the function, then over to the endpoint of that interval, and that's my next rectangle. And then up and over one last time, and that's the last rectangle. So what I'm actually going to shade are the rectangles formed by the left endpoints. Obviously, I'm missing some of the area. Now, I'm going to also overestimate and then average the two, and that'll be the best estimate I can make with four rectangles. So n equals 4. Remember that the area is approximately equal to the sum of the, in this case, four rectangles. If you have eight rectangles, then you have to add up eight areas, 16 and so on, 16 areas and so on. So we're going to add up four areas. Fortunately, the first one is zero, so I don't have to worry about that one. Each area, I'm going to call that A sub I. We're going to be coming into that index notation soon enough. You may remember it from matrices. Each individual area comes from taking a height times a width. The height comes from the y-axis, right? The height is measured on the y-axis. And so the height is really a y2 minus a y1. And y1 is always going to be 0 for this problem. So all of my heights actually just come from taking f of my left endpoint. So the heights are f of the left, the x value on the left. Now we have better notation than this. It's called x sub 0 or x sub i minus 1, depending on where we are. But I'm just going to say the x value on the left, okay? Is that all right? f of x on the left. Well, if it's not, I guess I won't hear you, will you? So, will I? So it doesn't make much sense to ask. So the left endpoint of the interval, x left, plugged into the function, gives me my height. And then, if you'd like, we actually call that i minus 1, but no, I'm not going to put that in. Not this time. And the width is delta x. And in these cases, delta x is always constant, b minus a over n. So the f of the left endpoint is my height, and delta x is my width. So area is approximately equal to f of, the first one is 0 times delta x, right, plus f of a half times delta x, plus f of 1 times delta x, plus my last rectangle is formed by f of 3 halves times delta x. So what is not included is f of 2. The reason why f of 2 is not included, if you go back to the graph, you can see f of 2 forms the rectangle that would be formed by the right endpoint. If you formed a rectangle from f of 2, you'd have to go to the left and down. And that makes the rectangle that's too big. That's a right endpoint. So if I start with the 0 on the left, I'm not going to finish with the 2. I only have 1, 2, 3, 4 rectangles. So I should only have 4 f values, y values. So now this is the general formula. You notice there's a delta x in every single one of these terms. So 
if I'd like, I can say the area is approximately equal to delta x out front, factored out, and I know delta x is a half in this case. What's f of 0? If, and it's often helpful when you're first doing this to make a list for yourself. f of 0, f of a half, f of 1, f of 3 halves. Three of those you're going to use in the next part anyway. f of 0 is what you get by plugging 0 into f of x. f of x is x squared. So f of x is x squared, so f of 0 is 0. f of a half is a half squared, or a fourth. f of 1 is 1 squared, or 1. And f of 3 halves is 3 halves squared, or 9 fourths. So because I factored out my delta x, my area, and I know I'm cheating by doing that. I did that with areas that we knew already, so I'm hoping that's all right. I factored it out, so all I have to do now is add up the f of x's. f of 0 is 0. We said that area should be 0, right, the first one. f of a half is a fourth, plus f of 1 is 1, plus f of 3 halves is 9 halves. Now stop. Before you get out your calculator, first of all, you can do this without a calculator. Second of all, what should this be less than? If I'm using the left endpoints, I'm under-approximating to begin with. But even if I were getting it exactly right, knowing what this region is made from, thinking about a triangle with the same dimensions, what do we know this area should be less than? Let's go back to the picture. This slopes up. It's got less area than a triangle with the same base and height. So the triangle has a base of 2 and a height of, we know, is 4. So the triangle has an area of half of 8, right? 4 times 2 is 8, and then half of that is 4. So our area, even if we over-approximated, we would think our area is probably going to be less than 4, right? This one is probably going to be significantly less than 4 because it's an under-approximation as well, using the left endpoints in this case. So I have 1 half times a fourth plus 9 fourths. I add those up first. That's 10 fourths plus 1. That's a half times 10 fourths reduces to 5 halves plus 2 halves. So I have 7 halves times a half, or 7 fourths square units is my area. Now, that's an under-approximation, right? Because I used, in this case, the left endpoints gave me an under-approximation. In the last case, the left endpoints gave an over-approximation. So it depends on the function. All right, now we have to do the same with right endpoints. And then we're going to average the two and get a good approximation. And then we're going to do the setup for midpoints. And then I think we're going to be really tired of doing this by hand, and we're going to go to the computer to help us. So right endpoints. We want to get we know we're going to get something bigger than 7 fourths, right? Because if you look at the picture, I'm going to redraw the picture. I'm going to leave these f of x's up here because I can use almost all of them. 2 I know this is 4. I'm breaking it up into four equal subintervals. So I still have the same delta x. 1 half 0 to a half, a half to 1, 1 to 3 halves and 3 halves to 2. And I want the 
right endpoints this time. So I'm going to go to the right endpoint of the first interval and up to f of a half. I know that. That's a quarter, right? And over. Then the next right endpoint, up to the graph, f of 1 is 1, over and down to the previous endpoint. The next right endpoint, 3 halves. f of 3 halves is 9 fourths, over and down. So you could even write it in. This area is 9 fourths. Because the numbers work so easily on this, this area is a half, 1 times a half. And this area is also, uh, actually it's a half times a half, a quarter. I don't know if you can see that. It's awfully small. Maybe if we just go from the graph over. And then the last one, the right endpoint, 2 gets used this time. f of 2 is 4. And then we go down. So then we have a width of a half times a height of 4. Actually, the area is 2 here. Now, this can get messy depending on how many rectangles you have, but sometimes it's very helpful to just write your areas in. And you could actually just add these up right now and get an area for the, um, the rectangles using the right endpoints. Now, I'm going to write out the formula so that you have something that always works. The area is approximately equal to A1 plus A2 plus A3 plus A4. It's always, because it's rectangles, it's always a width times a height. The width is always delta x. The height is f of some x value. And the x you use depends on your endpoint. Are you using the left endpoint or the right endpoint or, in the future, the midpoint? So this one, it's always going to have a delta x. But I'm just to be safe, I'm going to start out with the general formula. f of the first x value. Since it's a right endpoint, that's a half, f of a half times delta x plus f of the next right endpoint, f of 1 times delta x plus f of the next right endpoint, that's 3 halves. So f of 3 halves times delta x plus f of the last endpoint, 2 times delta x. Now in the next section, delta x might not necessarily always be the same. It might not be constant. But for this section, the delta x's are always constant. So the area is approximately equal to delta x factored out times f of a half. I already have f of a half on my table of f of x's over in the beginning on the left. So I have f of a half is a quarter. f of 1 is 1. f of 3 halves is 9 fourths. And I didn't write it in, but I'm going to need f of 2 this time. 2 squared is 4. So I'm going to use, I'm just going to pick from that list and put them in here. f of a half is a quarter, plus f of 1 is 1, plus f of 3 halves is 9 fourths, plus f of 2 is 4. Oops, I made a mistake. Look on my picture and tell me which one I made a mistake on. I, I made a mistake on this one and on this one, because I'm doing it in my head f of a half was not a half, it was a quarter. So half of a quarter is an eighth. So this is one eighth. I'm very sorry. We'll need to fix that if you took notes on this. And f of 3 halves was 9 fourths. Half again is 9 eighths. I thought it looked too nice and easy to add up. It's still not bad. You have 10 eighths plus 2 and a half. But still, the y value here was a quarter, not a half. So I had to take a, quarter, a half of a quarter and get an eighth. Half of, and then 
f of 1 was 1, so half of 1 is a half. Half of 9 fourths is 9 eighths, and half of 4 is 2. So I, I messed up on the two hardest ones. So my area should be the same whether I add these guys up or add up the things in the parentheses and then divide by 2, multiply by a half. So the area is approximately equal to 1 fourth plus 9 fourths is 10 fourths plus 5. 10 fourths is 5 halves. So I have 10 halves plus 5 halves is 15 halves times a half, 15 fourths. Bigger than 7 fourths, right? Definitely bigger than 7 fourths. If I average the 2, the under approximation, with the over approximation, it won't necessarily give me an exact answer, but it'll give me a better answer than either of the two individually, right? Working together, we have a better average. So I'm going to take the area from the left endpoints plus the area from the right endpoints and divide by 2 to average them. And when I do that, I get 7 fourths. That's actually equal to. But the area is approximately equal to 7 fourths plus 15 fourths all over 2. That's 22 fourths, or 11 halves, over 2. 11 fourths, halfway between 7 fourths and 15 fourths, right, is the best approximation so far of the area under that skateboard ramp. And so 11 fourths square units is the best approximation I have so far using eight, uh, sorry, four rectangles, n equals four. And you can guess where I'm headed with this. How do I get a better approximation? I could use the left and right endpoints and average the two, but I could use, use them for n equals a larger number than four. n equals eight, n equals 10, and even n equals six or five is better. But larger numbers of rectangles means thinner rectangles and they'll fit better in the function. So, I mean, I'll let you imagine that yourself. Take larger and larger rectangles, and suddenly they fit the function better. And we'll look at that on the computer, too, because it's much more useful uh, to use the computer to see that. Now, for midpoints, I'm just going to do the setup, and I'll let you finish it, and we're also going to finish it on fish it. <laughs> finish it on the computer. So let me do the setup for midpoints, and then we'll go to the computer. So using midpoints, it's going to be a bit of a pain here because instead of a half and one and three halves getting plugged into f of x equals x squared, I have to take the midpoint of each interval. Now, you can probably see the advantage of that. Half of a half is a quarter. So my rectangle is going to go out from there. And then half between a half and one is 3 quarters. So I go up to the graph to make my height, and then I go over to each side and down to make my rectangle. So if we can get in really close on this, we can see that on each of these, between one and three, one and a half is one and a quarter, right, which is five quarters. And up here, the five quarters goes up to here, and then over 
and down like that. And then the last midpoint, halfway between three halves and, or one and a half and two is one and three quarters, which is seven quarters, right? One quarter less than uh, eight quarters. And eight quarters is another name for two. So I go up to the graph, over and down. So now you can see how the midpoints are kind of averaging out for me. On half of the rectangle, I'm over too far, and on half of the rectangle, I'm under too, too much. So I'm missing a little bit here, and I have a little extra here, and hopefully they'll kind of equal each other out, right? So what changes, though, are my heights. My heights are all f of x's, but this time I'm using f of a quarter, f of three quarters, f of five quarters, and f of seven quarters. So you can see f of a quarter is 1 quarter squared, or 1 16th. We have 1 16th, 9 16ths, 25 16ths. It's not impossible. It's not that bad to plug this in because it's just f of x equals x squared. The more complicated the function gets, the more difficult it is to find the heights of their different rectangles. Add up all of these and multiply by your delta x. Delta x is still 2 minus 0 over 4, or a half. So the area is going to be 1 half times 1 16th plus 9 16th plus 25 16th plus 49 16th. You can use your calculator to get this, or you can at least do the first part yourself, right? They all have actually, is that right? They all have the same denominator? Well, that's nice, isn't it? So it's not as bad as we think. We still don't need no stinking calculator. We got 1 plus 9 is 10, plus 25 is 35, plus 49 is 70, 84 sixteenths. The 2 goes into 84, 42 times. Both of those are divisible by 2, 21 fourths, which is approximate, well, it's actually equal to 5 and a quarter. When we averaged the 2, I erased it. We had seven, uh, it was 11 quarters. <laughs> the average of the left and right endpoints was 11 quarters, which is actually less. So I might have made a mistake. But you know what? Whether I made a mistake or not, let's go to the computer and check my work on the computer because that's really the way to go when you start getting into midpoints and more and more rectangles. Actually, with a quick check of my reducing, I can see that I was rushing, which never pays. 42 sixteenths reduces to 21 eighths. And so 21 eighths is 8 goes into 21 twice with 5 left over, so something under 3. The average I got from averaging the left and right endpoints was also something under 3. So it looks pretty good, but let's use the computer also to check our work.